I was thinking about this in the week, Dennis. Mm-hmm. What's the most trouble you ever got in? Oh, I love the smile that's come across your face as I ask. We're going to get some good. We're going to get some certified good shit out of Dennis this week. Mm. What's the most trouble you ever got in, Dennis, with someone else's parents? Oh wow! Okay, let me think. About because this. that, in my experience, was always so much worse. You know, well, yeah, you're, you're, like, a, you're like a captive audience there, right? You know, your parents at the end of the day, broadly speaking, probably love you, and it's gonna be okay. Yeah, exactly. A year yeah, from and, and now, also, like, you'll still be living there, probably, unless unless you get you in get, really big trouble, I suppose. But you also get very accustomed to getting in trouble with your parents. It's like, okay, you know, like there's certain there's different types of trouble you get in your parents. You know, like when dad starts lecturing, you're like, all I need to do is sit here and not say anything, and I'll be out of here scot free. You know, when mum's yelling at you because you tried to light your brother's fart on fire, which was not 100 percent my fault. Oliver was definitely culpable in that. He didn't get the bollocking I did. Um, you know, that's that's one that, that's a time for. Uh, humility, Dennis. That's a time for for begging forgiveness. You know, yeah, so but you, that, you that's, all, that's to, all. You in, adapt to the local atmosphere. You in know, business, on that's all experience. the internal HR department. When we're talking about parents, and other people's parents, we're talking about to go in like oh. arbitration. <laughs> that's a <Yeah>. whole other. <laughs> I'll start because I, mean, I have an answer. One of those questions I have an that answer. I ask. Oh, 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 you go. Go ahead. That's great. I bought you enough time to answer. On my 18th birthday, Randy. Um, you got in trouble with someone else's parents when you were 18? Yes. And my dad tried to get me in trouble when I was 23, and I was like, you, you're not my... Well, you are my dad. But <laughs> you can't get me in trouble anymore. I'm 23. So it was, I, um, I had just turned 18, and a couple okay. of my friends obviously hadn't, because my birthday's in June. So it was, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple, a couple of my friends in school hadn't turned 18 yet. We had people over, people over my parents went out, um, had people over, and we were drinking. Which is a thing that you can do in Ireland when you're 18, and most everyone has done before that at that stage, obviously. It's a thing you can do in most parts of the world when you're 18. Yeah, but not where most of our listeners are, funnily enough. <laughs> but that's but this is uh, this is part of American exceptionalism that I just don't enjoy ca- pa- pandering to. It's like, oh, it was a hot day today, Dennis. It was 38. They're like, that's cold. It's like, no. Mm, I hate that, yes. In almost every part of the world, 38 degrees is hot. And, and 18 is pan- We're not pandering. Beer. Yeah. We're, not, we're not pandering those damn Americans, Dennis. They've had it too easy for too long. <laughs> anyway, go on. Um, so we had some friends over. We had some beers and stuff like that. And one mm-hmm. friend of mine uh, chose this as the evening to find out that he could not hold his liquor. And he had two shots of vodka and a mm-hmm. beer. Which is a re, and I love my favorite kind of stories are look how much I drank stories, but I want to clarify that is not a massive amount of alcohol. It would get you okay. drunk. You definitely shouldn't drive after drinking that amount of alcohol, but it is not, his reaction was disproportionate in that right, he. Right. Was, was this the same? Was, do you think it was put on? You know, no. you sort of like you give you give the weird kid Ribena shots and tell him that it's like fancy liquor and he's stumbling over all. Last yeah, night, well, no? it, I would have thought that if he didn't vomit on my bed. <laughs> ah, so he really committed to the bit. Yeah, he yeah. vomited yeah. on my bed, and then I had to lift him and put him into the bathtub. Where I, I think I know who this is. Are you just are you deliberately not naming this person? I don't think you met this person. You definitely haven't met this person. Oh, so someone else. So it was a different point that Oshin vomited on your bed. Oh, Oshin never vomited on my bed. Oh, I thought I should vomit on your bed. No. I'm sorry to have, I'm sorry to have, have slander defamed the good name of of Oshin there. No, this guy I'm not friends with anymore just because we drifted apart after school. He lives in America now, so and he, he vomited on your bed. He vomited on my bed. I mean, that's a good, that's good as reason any. To cut, I put him to sleep in my bed, and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to come check in you in like 20 minutes. Drink this water. Just lie down. You'll be, you'll be right as rain. Cool. Came back covered in vomit. I was like, "Oh, yeah. Riley, mm-hmm. it was on my, it was on a pair of bed sheets that I was in retrospect way too old to have at the time. There were bed sheets themed around a film that I'm not sure you remember. A film called Small Soldiers." <laughs> 
that my aunt had bought me when I was like twelve. Oh, was that like was that like a Toy Story spin-off it's type toy, thing? They, toy Story yeah. at home, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're like um, Toy Soldiers came to life, yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, but yeah, he vomited on that and I put him in the bathtub, and then I had to call his parents. And I'd be like, hey, come get your son. He's a mess, right? I don't know what's wrong with him. We haven't, we've just been playing Cluedo and sitting around. Then you, we've been drinking. It was fine. So I, at first of all, I was like, yo, bro, what's, what, what's your, what's your house number? And he was like, yeah, 18. And I was like, no, I need the phone number of the house. He's like, oh, what? And I was like, so, oh, one. And he's like, 18. And I was well, like, okay. In, in fairness, in Ireland, that is a chance to be the phone number as well. <laughs> Eventually, I had to be like, what's your pin code for your phone, buddy? Let's skip some steps here. And his mom came and was furious because she was like, she was like, Dennis, I need to know. Like, I know you're having fun. It's okay. I just need to know. Has he taken anything? I need to know if he has to go to the hospital. And I was like, Mm. Sally, I did not spike this kid's drink. He's my age. He had two vodka shots and a beer and puked on himself. We haven't been smoking meth out the house. And she, she, the embarrassment of the Irish mother, she was like, oh, well, all right. Come on then. (laughs) All right. Because she's disappointed that her boy can't hold his liquor. But there was a flash there where she thought I drugged her son and she had to take him to get a stomach pumped or whatever. And that is definitely the most in trouble I'd ever been with someone else's parents when she thought I'd nearly killed him. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, can I tell you bloody absolute rookie nonsense from you, Dennis? Because Jean Keogh's mum got me in so much trouble when I picked up her chooks by the neck. So let me translate this now. You picked up a chicken by the neck. I did, yes. You had to translate exactly one word and you did it correctly. It was tricky. <laughs> so, so Gene was the oldest kid in my class. He was born in 1998, Dennis, in December, right? Ah, five years after me. <laughs> uh, no, five years before you, right? 1998? No, sorry, 1988. Oh, God, five years before yes. me, yes. Yes, no, he wasn't He wasn't 10 years younger than the rest of us in the so class. So is, no. he, is he in a convalescence home now or what's is he okay? He's got a kid and married and everything. I mean, I'm, I'm married. His knees <laughs> yeah. click and everything. My knees click. I I, maybe people with glass knees shouldn't throw stones. Anyway, go ahead. Um, anyway, so Gene, Gene and Oscar were both born in 1988. And I tell you what, didn't didn't they let us know it? Hashtag didn't 80s they let kids. the rest of us? Like, because obviously in Australia, the school year ends in December, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of class one, they turn seven. And they were like, hmm, well, we should, we're big boys. We should be in class two by now. That sort of stuff. Yep, yep, yep. And we're all there seething because, you know, they're, you know, they're Well, like when you're, <laughs> when you're a kid, that's such a huge percentage of your life being a couple yeah, months massive. older. Uh, yeah, like I, 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 I often talk, you, you know, our good friend, Jeff, I often talk to Jeff like I'm much older than him. I think I'm three days older than Jeff. <laughs> yeah, but still counts. Three still days, counts. mate. I mean, it's still And what a day, what a day, what a day it was. So I don't know exactly why, but I think it was just, I don't know if it was where... Because you know when you're a kid, like, it doesn't matter where your friends live. Everyone is, like, a car ride away, so you can't really tell. Oh, no, not for you, because you, all of your mates lived on the same street. Yeah, I didn't, have to, f- I didn't reason, have to fast travel to my friend's house. For, for whatever reason, on, on one night after school a week, I would go to Jean's place, right? And I would stay there, and then mum would come and pick me up from Jean's, like, mm-hmm. later on when she'd finish work, I guess. And it was just, I don't know, I guess it was something that um, his parents did to help mum out. And Jean had chickens in the backyard, right? Now... I mean, I was six years old, you know, even though Gene had, he had, you know, accrued the wisdom of the ages. He was, he had a, head, he had a full six month head start on me. He knew not to pick up chickens by the neck. Right. He dipped a toe in all seven seas by the time you came over. But I, not knowing, like when we went to play with the chickens, which isn't really an animal you can kind of play with. No, that, when, we when you went to chase chickens, the chickens around in circles, I think is what that actually means. <laughs> exactly. Or bother them while they're in their coop is probably the only two options. The two games are, can I bother this thing through a cage or can I catch it? 
and I did catch one and I picked it up and carried it holding it like I don't really know how to describe holding it other than I just I just gave it I just grabbed it by the neck yeah you held it the way you would hold a a dead chicken (laughs) (laughs) no I held it by the neck not the feet I didn't hold it upside down sure I didn't I didn't know this was wrong but I tell you what, after Christine was finished with me, I certainly did. Now, she was a very gentle, very lovely mum. Like, she was one of those mums you weren't normally scared with. Right. But but that made getting in trouble so much worse. Mm. Because mm. it wasn't, a Riley, what were you doing? Like, it wasn't like that. It was that, now, Riley, you need to understand that what you've just done is very wrong. You know, and it's like, hang your head in shame. Riley, enlighten you know, me. Why is it so wrong? Would you like it if you were picked up by the neck? You've got to think about how the chicken would feel. And I okay. was like, I, I just, the, the, and it was the sort of thing that, you know, as a kid, you just sort of expect that everyone knows how much disgrace you're in. And when mum came to pick me up and my head was hung low and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, and like I was sobbing as I told her in the car, on the car ride home, what I'd done, all that sort of thing. But it has ingrained itself in my memory so strongly getting in trouble as a kid with someone else's. Like, it, it you, you don't... You, I'm, Dennis, a charmed childhood for you, my friend, never knowing the wrath of another person, another another kid's parent. Well, the thing is, Riley, I was... I, I have, since my youth, been a talented lobbyist. <laughs> oh, you've got, a sil- you've got a silver tongue. Your tongue is both silver and forked. And forked. Did I ever tell you about, the to- about how our... Um, MD system worked in my school. Go on. So you could get, I mean, I don't know if you had this equivalent, you could get like written up for doing something bad, right? Mm-hmm. And in my school, that was called an MD or a misdemeanor, right? Misdemeanor. Okay, I was wondering what that was. No. Very no, you, you weren't given a, med- a med- medical doctor. No. Frustratingly, what do, you think the, what do you think the positive equivalent was called when you did something good and you got like a little sticker or whatever, like on your record? An, an ND, a nice deed. Just a plus MD. <laughs> What? A plus misdemeanor. <laughs> oh, so it was kind of like a get out of misdemeanor card free. Right? No, they did not. They did not cancel. Plus MDs worthless. MDs quite bad. So they didn't count. You couldn't use it. You couldn't. No, like, it was not a get out of jail free card. You couldn't go and pick up a chook by the neck and then use your, your plus MD card to get out of the trouble. Yeah, I think if you got three MDs in a term, you got a three hour detention, something like that. And Wednesday. if you got three plus MDs. You got to leave three hours early. I wish no, if only no, nothing. Um, what a scam! Absolute scam. So uh, the only, I never got an MD except for one time. I almost got an MD. Okay, I was in first year, so quite young. And I, got, I was I was due to get an MD with, funnily enough, the same kid that four years later would vomit in my bed. We were close friends. Bad influence, Dennis. You're right to cut it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because we we're talking at the back of the class, and you know me, Riley. We're two white men with a podcast. I never shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always been a theme in my life. Uh, all my report cards when I was a kid would say like, you know, Dennis gets his work done, but then distracts others' kids. And my dad would be like, doesn't seem like Dennis's problem. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I, no, I can't imagine any son of mine doing this sort of thing. Yeah, this you, carbon you, copy of myself. Yeah, you grade on a bell curve, right? He's just dry. It's, 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 it's a zero sum game. Distracting the other yeah. kids is a plus. <laughs> I'm very proud of him for doing this. <laughs> yeah, he's running deep, playing defense. No, um, we were told to stay back after class. We gonna, the teacher was going to chat to us about you know being distracted in class or whatever. And Riley, I filibustered. I talked for so long about nice. how it was an English lesson. It was supposed to be collaborative. I was helping Sam's work, whose name I've just doxxed. My bad, Sam. Sorry. Um, well, you, you did so well. We were so. You, it took a long time for us to get to, to the point of naming the person that. Uh, what was it, Mister Who? Sorry, I'm not. I'm not giving you both. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not you. 
you give people social security <laughs> numbers every time you talk about Gene Kale and Oscar Herman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're like I think Gene. I think he was A T G A A T G C C A T. Just the full genome sequence of this kid. Like, yeah. Oh, of course I genome sequence Gene. Let's go. <laughs> nice. Can um, I tell you what Gene did? Sorry, I, I, there's one. I have to tell one more Gene anecdote. Right. The, the, to wrap up, I filibustered my way. I I, to, I I talked too much my way out of the MD for talking too much. Hang on. So you were going to be administered this MD. For talking too much. And the way that you got out of it was, was just by boring the teacher. Into I not basically filibustered my way out of the MD. And she was like, okay, look, just don't do it again. And I was like, cool, thanks. See you tomorrow. <laughs> See, that's the skill, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, the the that, dismantle. the skill is knowing when to stop. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it, once you've got... This is a lesson I learned when I got pulled over the, by the police for running a red light on my bicycle. Which definitely what? happened, and it's not like I'm. This isn't statute limitation. It happened to me. Didn't you get pulled Learning over? To didn't, shut up! Didn't you get pulled over you, in your car recently for something similar? No. What you told me you got pulled over. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No. Anyway, I was I was riding through the city uh, in Melbourne one time, and I went through a red light, and a mm-hmm. cop, like on my bike, and a uh, and a cop pulled me out, just in plain view of a cop. Lights go on. He's like, "What are you doing, man? I was just there. You saw me." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't don't really know what I was thinking there, man. I'm." I'm <laughs> I'm really sorry. And he goes, and he gets my license, that sort of stuff. And he's like, you know that, you know, I can issue the same fine that I would if you were driving a car and you'll get the demerits on your license and everything. I'm like, well, that hardly seems fair, but I'm not going to dispute that with you. You're the cop. The law's the law, anyway, yeah. Eventually he decided, like I was, I was, I just didn't say very much. And then I was apologetic and like tried to make it clear that I, you know, was going to cop it because I was, I mean, I'd, I'd done the wrong thing. I was going to cop the fine. And so he didn't give it to me and I was very grateful. And at that point I wanted to be like, oh, thanks so much, honestly. You know, and it's just like, you're a credit to the police because it was just, mm-hmm. you know, there are some, and I was like, don't say any of this, just shut up because he can turn around at any point and decide he doesn't want to. So just don't say Just anything. remove yourself from the situation as soon as possible. Yeah. 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 So exactly. I was like smiling and nodding and trying not to say anything at all. And, and I got away with it too. So haven't run a red light since. Anyway, one final gene anecdote, Dennis, because this, there are two gene memories, three, I'll give you three, listen, this is a Gene Keo heavy episode, <laughs> because it was at Gene Keo's house that I first rode a bike without training wheels, right? Mm-hmm. His dad, Bradley, was a carpenter, huge bloke, big muscles, the sort of muscles that as a kid are just, oh, you know a bloke, you know a man with big muscles when you're a kid? Oh my goodness, like this bloke, holy moly. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know a man with big muscles when you're a kid, what are you talking about? You know when you see like a dad who's got big muscles, like big biceps when you're like six years old, like so big you can use them, you're going to hang off, hang off them like a bunch of coconuts? No? Yeah, I guess. And it's just the most impressive thing in the world. I don't know, like a dad who can, who can kick a footy a long way. No? No, that's not, it's not yeah, I don't, I don't know. My, Darren's dad owned a muffin van. That was pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, that would definitely that's that very impressive in a different direction. Anyway, so yeah, we, 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 we would often get boxes like, all right, kids, here's a box of muffins. They all expire tomorrow, so go nuts. Hit <laughs> 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 quick. Anyway, um, so I was at Gene's place and we were writing, and Gene, obviously, again, as I say, aged, right? The, 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 the tired lines across his weathered face. He could mm-hmm. ride a bike without training wheels, and I couldn't, right? So. At one point, Bradley put me on Gene's bike and was holding the seat, right, while I rode along. And I remember so distinctly going down this street and being like, don't let go, 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 right? And But I could, I was like, I couldn't hear him, like, yeah. running behind me anymore. And I was like, don't let go, don't. And then I looked around to see if he'd let go. He was like 50 metres back. I'd ridden halfway along the road, right, without any. And as soon as I looked back, I fell off. <laughs> 
brutal. As soon as I checked, and it was the first time I'd ever ridden without training wheels. So, and when, then and then and then his dad was like, "See, you can do it." So did your mom or your dad teach you to ride a bike sometime later and you had to pretend it was the first time and you were like, oh no, I'm so nervous, don't let go. Yeah. Oh no, don't let go, <laughs> put those training wheels back on, dad. You're doing like a front flip. Like. I have to say, dad's muscles were never, were nowhere near as big as Brad's. They all, like all, I'm, all I'm getting out of this is you had a crush on Brad growing up. I was six years old, all right? I was just very easily impressed by, you know, a, 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 a good pump. Very, a, I've got another very cool story about Gene here. His dad's car, the boot window could roll down. Have you ever seen such a thing, Dennis? I don't. The window the, of the boot I, or the I, trunk. I don't understand what you're saying. So, okay. So, you know how the, the, like, the boot of a car, right? The trunk of a car, it has a rear window. Mm-hmm. That could roll down. I understand what you're saying. I've never yeah. heard of that functionality. Ever. Isn't that incredible? It was Why? It, it, what? It, 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 what? It, blew, it, blew my, it blew my mind both, both Where's the handle to roll it down? Is it in the boot? I'm not going to be able to answer that question because I don't remember, but I do remember very specifically the, the window could roll down on the back. It was, it was an old Kingswood, I think. I can't remember. Anyway, Gene Keogh, I was in the back of his dad's car being driven back to the, the, the incredible car, Dennis, with the rolling, the rolling down rear window, right? And I was eating a bag of chips. And I don't know if you used to do this, but I would always save my biggest chip for last. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, the little, the tiny little bags of chips, like the ones that, you know, like 25 grams. Or I, so you don't like the crispy bits like we've seen here that they have on offer. Uh, I don't mind, but I always wanted to save the bit, like the biggest chip. I like having a big chip. It. I appreciate that. The big chip, to, you know, the, the, the big finish. Anyway, so I was saving that one. Gene yoinked it out of the bag, Right. When it was the last chip in the bag and I was going to enjoy it, he yoinked it out and stuffed it in his mouth. And I was like, oh, what are you doing, mate? Just like that. And he's like, oh, I thought you were finished. Like, why? You, you just obviously weren't eating that chip. That, that, that last. And Dennis has got a, a face. Yeah, no, I made a face. That, that is outrageous. What could I do, man? He was older than me. And How Carlton much? were a better footy team. Well, Carlton were higher on the ladder than Richmond as well. So he had me. He was older than you. Done. And his dad could definitely beat up your dad. <laughs> He was older than me. His dad could beat up my dad, and his football team was performing better than mine. Dennis, he had me every which way. I was in a good spot growing up because if anyone ever insinuated that their dad could beat up my dad, wherever their dad was, a red dot would appear on their forehead. So you know, yeah, that was exactly. cool. yeah. so yeah, your dad might be able to beat up my dad, but my dad would, my, my dad could murder yours, could assassinate <laughs> yours in a range of different ways. For those of you who haven't been following the the long term Dennis law, there is a. Are we going to call it a conspiracy theory, Dennis? Can you call it conspiracy theory if it's true? Yeah, that's it. Are we going to call I would, it what I would call it man- I, I would call it mounting evidence. <laughs> Dennis's father may have been a high-level political assassin in the 90s. And we may never know. And we may never know. Dennis, I mean, he, he's, his friends all called him Mozart. He came home one time to find his dad burning a bunch of documents in a, in a steel drum in the backyard. That and Dennis, what actually, did he say when you accosted him about this? He said, sometimes it's better to forget. All the contracts from the ICA know, going up in smoke. Know, Agent 48. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have to shave his head. No. Or maybe. Have you, have you ever seen the, the back? Have you ever paid close attention to the back of your dad's head? Does he it's have got a, a bar seam? Back of yeah, head? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think maybe he was wearing a ball, I think maybe he was wearing a ball cap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is he secretly Agent 47 this whole time? Oh, dear. Really? I want to talk about hands. All right, let's go, Dennis. I'm here. If you, Dennis, if you want to talk about hands, mate, I'm I'm, the, I'm the guy for you. I'm I'm the man. I'm the man because I've got. Can I tell you something? I've got two of them. Ooh, I want to talk about oh, specifically how handy you are. 
Oh, oh well. Oh, I fell off a cliff. My my interest levels have have, uh, have have fallen away pretty pretty swiftly there. Anyway, go on. And this came up because um, while at the at the at plot twist at the start of recording this podcast, there were handy men in the apartment mm-hmm. because the skirting board kept falling off, and I couldn't figure out how to get to stop doing that because uh, I am not Riley, as you might have assumed, a handy man. No, but no, Dennis, I, do- I would say that you. I would say this very. You, you've got a plethora of skills. You're 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 a wonderful and very talented individual when it comes to a lot of different things. Being handy, them handy, not one of them. No, um, but I do have. You know, in D and D or in like a video game, when you get like a a, a a skill that's like innate to your to your race or to your class or whatever that like never comes up, right? Or your background, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or exactly. like you have night vision or whatever, and you get or or or, or driver, and you get in, and you get like into a cave fifteen sessions in, you're like, oh, actually, I or I can read celestial or whatever, right? Yes, yeah. Vehicle proficiency. Well, yes, I do have that. Animal oh, handling. You yeah. need me. Yeah, you need me to brew some beer? Hmm. So that happens to me, specifically in Ireland, with handymen, Riley. Because okay. almost all handymen, almost all workers, like in-house workers in this country, are Eastern European. And so am I. Aha, yes. I was very much wondering where this is going. I was wondering if we were going to get the anecdote about the time that you fixed that pipe on the side of your house. Oh, my brain. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind telling us that story just very quickly, please. So it was, it, raining quite, it was raining, raining quite heavily here, and a gutter got blocked with leaves or whatever. And, it, you know, obviously it had been blocked before, but it never rained heavily enough to, like, actually stop the flow, right? So water built up, and water, very quite dangerously, honestly, went back through the pipe that led into the gutter, into our boiler, and spilled it onto the floor of our living room. Bad time, a lot of electronics there. Bad times yep. all around. And so I ran out in the absolute bucketing rain, and I saw the gutter where it was, you know, blocked, and I was like, ugh, am I going to get, like, a pole and, like, try snake it up the gutter and, like, a broom handle or whatever and try jam these leaves mm. loose? Well, hadn't you called handymen and they'd all mean like, oh, can't, can't fit in, mate? Oh, yeah, they, like well, no, well, it, it was it was too pressing an issue. Like, I, our house was filling with water. That's right. You couldn't get some. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You could, like, yeah. There was no way. Even, they, even, they, even, they, even they if they came in an hour, it would be too, be too late. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did what I read. I, I very much took the ask for forgiveness, not permission route. Where mm-hmm. I told the guys, those guys to not bother coming. We'll f- sort it. And then I went outside. I grabbed the gutter and I just ripped it off the side of the wall. <laughs> just tore it off the wall. So like the water animal. was now pouring out of a broken gutter onto the floor. Mm-hmm. And then I called the guys. and was like, hey, the gutter's broken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, don't know what happened. <laughs> no, you know, I called you about the, hot, I called you about the hot water, the, the boiler. That's fine. That that problem seems to have been fixed. But in, uh, in other unrelated news. <laughs> unrelated news. <laughs> <laughs> the gutter. Um, so yeah, so it is a test to because I am I'm, from, I'm I was born in Croatia. I would have been born in Bosnia Herzegovina if, if uh, under ordinary circumstances. I was born in Yugoslavia overall. Let's say um, I have a I have a Croatian sir I have a Croatian surname. I speak Croatian. Yada yada. But I don't. I'm not obviously Croatian. That I don't, I don't have an accent. My name is Dennis. It's not. And yeah, Eva. you don't often go around in a tracksuit with the zip done all the way up to the hood with your glasses off. In which case it would in, be in an extremely deep squat. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah, and and because if, if you did that, Dennis, they wouldn't. They'd come in and they'd say, you know, double down, and that would double be down. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. So it is a race, especially if two workmen come in, which is like they do today, to fig- to wait for them to speak whatever their native language is to each other to figure out if it's if they're Croatian, Bosnian, Herzegovinian, or Serbian, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, you get maximum points. That's all. That's like that's like a super effective attack in Pokemon. That you're getting a discount. You're getting the work done. You might like faster. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. 
tier below, which will happen today because the guys were Hungarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're Hungarian or Polish or Slovenian or any 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 sort of se- I mean, some of these countries are just honestly Central Europe at this stage, but anything vaguely Eastern European, you get done faster. Mm-hmm. You get a couple of smiles. Well, sl- anything sort of Slavic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, not that so- Hungarians are Slavic, obviously they're Magyar, but still anything, yeah. That, yeah, Central Eastern European, Slavic, sort of, yeah, okay, Balkan, yeah, all that counts. So then it's a race to figure out where the, the guys are from and then try and establish if I can get any rapport going by sp- figuring out how I can crowbar in speaking some Croatian into the conversation, right? And I'll, I'll, how, I'll, does that help against, how does that help against Hungarians? It just helps. It, like, today, right. they, they're just... Because you can't understand. Like, what, what, how many languages are mutually intelligible with Croatian? Uh, Croatian, Bosnian, um, Serbian, I think Slovenian probably as well. And then there's some decent Albanian? overlap. There's some decent overlap with like Albanian, Romanian stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So a, a, a pretty you got a pretty wide a couple field. a couple like probably like twenty million people or so. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Um, but it's just a like they just want you to not be Irish. Hmm. Yeah. I could be. Yeah, I could be yeah. German, and they'd be like, "Oh, cool." You know what I mean? It's it's anything that isn't yeah I, yeah you you get a curious like as someone who lived overseas for a long mm-hmm. time you have a curious affinity for other people who are also quote unquote foreign you're not foreign is the thing like you're Irish mate but, but like uh, here's the thing <laughs> when it I still I still have the buff and it's at the back of the character sheet but it's on there yeah yeah it's hidden hidden all the way down the bottom mm, yeah I will take infer I will I will take abyssal as a language yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden they hand even turn up mm, they're all from the abyssal plane and you're you chatting go. away dobber the abyssal down, plane of, of eastern Europe yeah so how do we um, go with the handyman today uh, I, don't, I haven't found out yet the hopeless could be fluttered we'll find out when I finish recording the podcast <laughs> no no but in terms of the language thing Oh, yeah. Um, I made a point to talk to the cat when he was misbehaving when he got in that fight that we talked about earlier on the, in, in the Patreon exclusive only portion of the podcast. Oh. In Croatian. And they were like, oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm Croatian. They're like, oh, we're Hungarian. And I was like, ah. And they're like, yeah. hey. And then Nikki was like, it was the, the, the work they're doing. <laughs> the cost traditional like, greeting of the Eastern Central European. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> they went out and they're like, oh, it's going to be like 60 euros. Nikki was like, oh, I only have a 50 and a 20. And I was like, just give them 70. And I was like, to be honest, though. They're Hungarian or Croatian. You could probably get it for fifty if you try, but I'll leave that up to you. And she was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, nice." So, so what's so what are you? What are your techniques then? How do you? How do you? Because obviously, fake, you fake can't phone. Send your cat. You, fake phone. Fake phone call. Uh, talk to the cat. Uh, stub Absolute your toe and swear in Croatian. Good one. That okay. Here's my question: How hard do you stub your toe? Theater stub. Oh, Drop that's your phone. Disappoint, Dennis. You don't. Dennis. You want me to commit? You want me to go vomit on my own bed and be like, ah, you've been like, <laughs> I don't like if they turn around and see that you. I mean, you're a big guy. If you, you if you stub your toe on something, it needs to like fly across the room. Like, you're right. If, Sli- if, that's true. <laughs> you're right. Like, I'll, 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 I'll slice you. my hand open instead for believability's much, sake. Yeah, exactly. Have blood. Sp- sp- don't just use tomato sauce packets now, like I've seen you do before. No, come on. Have I done that before? It was just a. It was just a joke for the podcast. Have I ever, have I ever, little... have I ever done the, like the fork and ketchup packet gag or anything like that? I don't really do that kind of. Not, not for me. No, you're not huge on prop comedy. No, not really. No, not really. It's not not your main brand. Um, have you ever had? Oh, I'm not going to call myself bilingual because that would be a little generous. But certainly, I can speak enough German to understand overheard conversations. Mm-hmm. But it's never been a benefit to me. Because all I want to have happen is to be in bitched a about on a train or whatever in German. Two, they don't exactly, know where yeah. two people are speaking about me in German and don't think I can understand. 
And the only time that people have been really been around people who can speak German is in Germany where everyone can speak German. So they don't tend to have rude conversations about you on the train in German. You need two Germans who are waiting behind you in a line mm. in Australia. Yes. So, so I can then turn around and say, Entschuldigung, ich habe es alles verstanden. You know, and something like that. And we'll just are we going su- to subtitle that part for the audience at home? I'm not even sure that my German was that good there. I'm pretty sure that I, my meaning would have come across, but I said... It would just say parentheses unintelligible. I, I have it all understood or something like that. Anyway, um, but has that ever happened to you? Yes. So we were on holiday oh. once in Croatia. And where the, where, the, where the inverse happened, where they assumed I, I didn't speak any Croatian because we were, yeah. because we were in Croatia and I was a tourist and I'm quite pale mm-hmm. and I, I was with a bunch of Irish people. Yep. And I was coming up to uh, this counter, like a gift shop, right? And the girl behind the counter was like, was saying in Croatian, very angrily, this day, man, all these tourists swearing, like, I can't wait to get out of here. It's so Imagine awful. having to deal with tourists in a souvenir shop, man. I know, awful. right? <laughs> but she she was having a bad lucky day. lucky for her. <laughs> and she was very, very frustrated and bitching about it, right? And there was a beat. And I went, in Croatian, I went, rough day? And yeah. she looked at me and she was like, I'm so sad. I was like, no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. She was like bright red, like hurriedly like wrapping the like ornament I bought or whatever. I was like, please just take it. And I was like, okay. But yeah, yeah, that has happened to me. I had an opportunity. Well, I had a similar thing-ish kind of happen, but it wasn't language-based necessarily. So Megan and I obviously, we've you know, moved up to the Sunshine Coast recently up here in Queensland. Uh, been doing a bit of shopping. So Megan went in and bought something uh, from a camping shop, right? Mm-hmm. She needed a little head torch. And the people behind the counter were hmm, a little rough around the edges, I would say. The sort of people that you might expect to work in a disposal shop where they sell things like knives and ammunition. Um, oh my! Not a whole, yeah, not a whole lot of those shops in Australia. But this was not like this wasn't this wasn't a you know a weekend warrior camping shop. This was a like camo backpacks knives. This was guns. a they they don't not guns, they, but they did sell ammo. They call it camping when they go stay in a house for a day, right? That's the that's the unusual one to them. Yeah, th- this was this is pretty hardcore. Anyway, so I mean, I didn't really say anything, but Megan was obviously talking away in a, in a Scottish accent, and they were asking, "Oh, you know, how long have you been up?" They assumed I was Scottish as well. Why wouldn't they? And, and you, you hadn't said a word yet, I assume. I hadn't said anything. How long have you been up here? What did you like that sort of thing like that? And uh, and she goes, "Well, you know, welcome to the Sunshine Coast. Good to have you. Right, better you than these bloody Victorians." <gasps> I did not and expect Megan the looked, extra niche version of this conversation. To and Megan looked at Megan looked at me, and I just wiggled my eyebrows. And she was like, "Yeah." And she goes, "Oh, you know, there's just so many of them up here these days." But oh, it's all right. You know, she wasn't. She didn't like fully pay out. I appreciate her like leaning that. in, though. That's good. But she was just like, "Oh, yeah," and, and sort of it was. And it was the sort of thing where I wanted to, I was like, mm, how good is my Scottish accent? I wonder if I could start saying, oh, tell me more about how awful these Victorians are. <laughs> Reply in German. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done that. Oh, they, I've heard a lot about these uh, Victorians. That are, they're not very welcome here. What, they all, uh, how do you call them in this country? Wankers? Is this the word for them? <laughs> Vankers, yeah. Vankers? I heard this word for Victorians. Um, but that, I think, is the closest I've become, is having... A, a Queenslander express. I mean, mild that's much less likely considering you speak the same language with, I would imagine, relatively similar accents. I know you probably don't same. feel that way. Oh, what? The, the same, the same accent, roughly. I mean, she was maybe a bit. Australia only has three accents, man. We have For, like broad, regular, and cultivated. 
Ooh, that sounds like grades of like T. <laughs> Yeah, well, broad is just the country, you know, sort of like, you know, really talking out the side of the mouth, Steve Irwin type sort of thing Mm -hmm. like that. And then cultivated is almost English. It's the sort of thing that you would expect on the, you know, maybe a newsreader or a a senior politician would talk like this. And then there's just my accent, which is just... Just an Australian, Australian. stock Australian person. Yes, exactly. Just Hugh Jackman. Right, I'd like to circle back. We talked a little bit about... um my we haven't talked about hands. That's what I say. Um, well, 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 I yeah. think I think you'll know. I think you'll find that only the, the the chief piece of handiwork that I've talked about was performed with quite literally my bare hands. Um, okay. I want to know the the biggest thing you've attempted to fix or do in your own home. Oh, see, I I almost had you. I almost was going to come out all guns blazing because I, I'm reasonably handy when it comes to bikes. Okay, I can fix. I can like fix basic things on bicycles. Very formative experience then with um, the your man, with Gene's dad, it sounds like. Very <laughs> he really set And is that you're trying to be him? Are you are you bicep curling some like some, some, oh, some bicycles no, I mean, out you've back? You've my weedy my weedy physique. No, certainly not. Um, Which bicep is bigger? So, the one with the Star Wars tattoo or the one with the Pokemon tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> I do have both of those tattoos. <laughs> I do have both those tattoos and one on each bicep. Yeah, very true. Uh, yeah, I think it's the one with the D and D tattoo. Although oh, it might can... be the one with the the spaceship spaceships. one. That's, that's not that nerdy. Anyway, it's um, it's it's geeky. I, I actually that's my favorite tattoo of yours, for what it's worth. I don't think. Yeah, I think I think it's a. I, I like that one. Some of the others I'm kind of over now. The Pokemon tattoo and the Star Wars tattoo I'm kind of over, but the other ones I like anyway. Well, you, there's something we're getting rid of, which I'm sure will be a topic once that once that starts happening. Once once that ball gets rolling, wait, look forward to that bit of foreshadowing here on the podcast. How handy am I here? Nah, nah. I mean, I really, is, Me- is Megan home? Should we ask Megan? Uh, she she's got work at five o'clock in the morning, so I, I think she's in, she's as they say indisposed. It's what is she working with? Eng- with English horses? What are they? What are they? What times are they in? That's just what country people do, man. They just get up that early. Awful. Her shift starts at six. That's insane. I ridiculous. thought she was doing the tours on the beach stuff. Yeah, that's when's the, fir- six when the, the first tours at six. No, 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 no. She has to get up like the horses. Dennis. Oh, yeah, sure. You know how you get up. So what? You know, if you've got if you've got work in an office, mm-hmm. right, at nine o'clock, often you'll get up before eight o'clock, right? Not only does Megan have to get up and get ready for her work, which is in an office, which is a big paddock where the horses live, she the horses also the horses up, <laughs> <laughs> and she has to get the, their breakfast and she has to get them dressed for work. So, um, I'm really trying. I'm, I'm desperately trying to think of something that I've done that I can have any kind of. I mean, I built a studio. I built a recording studio with my dad. Um, oh, that is very like handy. In my early twenties, yeah. But he did my he he just sort of told me what to put where, and I got to do. The you could you could have left that out of the podcast. People didn't. You could you could have gotten away with it. It was mostly my idea. No, dad's there an architect, and he actually drew up little plans and like oh you know we went went to Bunnings and I bought all the stuff, and then he just said like yep yeah. he he would like go on the bits of wood and put X's on where I needed to screw them together and that sort of stuff. It was it was fun. It was uh, it was it was a fun bonding experience for me and dad. But I can't say I, I struggled to put together IKEA furniture, man. Now is that because of a uh, you know blind willing refusal to read the instructions? Yes, but you know I still struggle more than the average person. I think to slap together a desk. I think yeah, I mean I, I can I can assemble IKEA furniture, no worries, but I think anything No. I mean I put some frames up. 
but I did it with them sticky things, not with like not even with a nail. Oh my god! Well, I don't want to get. I mean, it's I don't want to get in trouble. They're not allowed to put nails in the wall. The bloody landlord will be up. So that's the tier list, right? Your parents, your friends' parents, landlord, landlord. cop who pulled you over for running a (laughs) red light. (laughs) When we when we moved out of our old apartment, we like because the landlord has to come and expect to give you a security deposit back, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we spent forever deep cleaning stuff. The freezer was mm-hmm. wasn't working. Like, you know, Nikki was in there with a hairdryer and a knife, hacking ice out of the freezer because yep. somebody frozen yep. all that been stuff. There. Been there, done that. Oh yeah. Landlord comes in and is like, "Oh yeah, I remember this place." Anyway, here's your check. Later, guys. And I was like, "You." I was like, "That freezer could have been on fire. He wouldn't have known." Dennis, here's a story that happened to a friend of mine who lived in Glasgow in an apartment with his girlfriend, and I I will say again, a friend of mine. <clears throat> <clears throat> So this friend of mine lived in an apartment and he couldn't believe. These are your friends, Jaylee and Regan, right? Them? Couldn't believe (laughs) that he got the bond back, right? Miley. Anyway. No, wait. He could believe it because the apartment was left in perfect condition and I have no more to stay on the matter. (laughs) They they can't get at you now. Come on. What happened? I've been to your apartment. There was no like wild holes in the wall or anything. No, but did you know that like after four years of working in a home office and leaning your feet up against the wall it leaves an enormous brown sweat stain that doesn't come out no matter what you do disgusting and did you know that when you use steel wool on those stains it peels the paint off the wall did not know that you couldn't you didn't just paint over it you didn't uno reverse the landlord special and just paint over it I think that would have involved painting the whole room. And like then I was like, mm. well, we're going to get paint on the carpet. It's going to be a whole thing. It's just, That's disgusting. Like, Dude, I can't yeah. believe it. Yeah, man. Another interesting fact that my friend learned is that when you put a, an office chair with like the roller wheels on carpet without putting one of them carpet protectors down, it ruins the carpet forever. Yeah, chews it up pretty bad. It chews it up real bad. Yeah. But he also learned an interesting lesson on top of that, which is if you cover that damage with a bed by moving it out of position and across where the chair used to be, you get, you get, your, deposit, you get your deposit back. <laughs> you get your security deposit back because they don't notice the damage on the floor. Now, again, this is all hearsay, Dennis. I can't guarantee that this is just a friend of mine what was telling me uh, uh, what happened when he moved out of the apartment. That is, that this episode's, is that what this episode's called then? How to, how, how to ride a bike with a hot dad and get your deposit back? <laughs> hot dads and security deposits. Oh, speaking of an, like an inventive solution to an in-home problem, we were we were cat and this, this kind of ties back into the handiwork stuff I was talking about earlier. We were t- uh, cat sitting for one of our neighbors before quite recently, and they had the very ingenious solution, Riley, to um, I, I had to keep their window open enough so that the cat could get in and out, but mm-hmm. not enough so that somebody could break in, right? Okay. Um, because this is a window, so you, there are, you can get like cat flaps for windows, but they're hideous and stuff. So, they, so what they would do is they have one of those slidey up windows, like our windows are, where you just pull it with the window that slides up. Mm-hmm. They would have a broom handle that was at such a length that they would li- lift up the window a little bit, jam the broom handle between the t- top of the window and like the, the frame, so you mm. couldn't lift the window any couldn't higher, lift any further. Really smart. Yeah. And if you tried to lower it to get some purchase, mm. the broom handle would fall down and lock the window completely. That's really smart. And so they were showing us how this system worked. And they're like, oh, yeah. this, and then the guy was like, oh, this isn't right. Go get the shorter broom handle. And she was like, okay, okay. And I was like, there's tears for like the different tools they've used to jam this open. And I remember one time in the office, we used to have um one of those windows. What do you call the thing? You know the thing like, 
the strip of metal with the holes in it that when you open a window, you push it out and then you hook it on? That thing, yes. Is there a <laughs> name for that? What's that called? It's it's like the bar of metal that determines how because it's got yeah different holes in it, like a belt that you can decide yeah. how how far out you like want a reverse belt it. window lever. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it's called. So yeah. that snapped off. So for a long time, we had a Pringles can that we would use to prop the window open. I used a Pringles. I mean, my friend used a Pringles can. Oh, I know you did use a Pringles can. I remember going to your office. And you had a Pringles can there. No, you're mistaking. That was a, my, that was my friend. That we I'm pretty sure you. It was right above that mysterious brand stain <laughs> on the wall, right, where all the paint was flaking off. You know that part. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The, the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies. Again, the downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, early, early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 